All right, here's what I have today. Otani signed. He signed with the Dodgers. I had Harry jump on and do an emergency pod. We did 20-something minutes. Um, he's excited. He's a very um, cautious Dodger fan, so he wasn't over the top. But I could see it in his face. He has that signature Harry smile. He's excited. He's excited for the season for the next 10 years. Um, we dive a little bit into uh, what it means. Obviously, we, we're going to have to see it. But him signing with the Dodgers, it's good for baseball. It's good for, um, obviously, the Dodgers. Um, but it's, I think, the best for baseball because he played in Anaheim and very few people saw him nationally. And he's going out to one of the signature franchises in the sport. He's going to a team that's going to be on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball lot, for example. And he's going to a team that is going to the playoffs and a team that people care about. And so from that standpoint, it's it was important for him to go to a team like that. The team like the Dodgers, the Giants, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Cubs. So when the whole thing came out yesterday that he was going to the Blue Jays, it, it made no sense. So Harry and I talk about all of that. But he signed with the Dodgers, so you'll hear that at the top. So uh, you'll, he you'll hear my conversation with Harry first. And then um, I got some NBA for you. I got some soccer for you. And that, that'll be the part today. So enjoy. Okay, so we have breaking news, and Harry's here because he has to be. He, I have he, to be here for this, the biggest you, news of the year. You were able, I told you, give me 20 minutes. Put your kids down for 20 minutes. Otani just signed with the Dodgers. 10-year, $700 million contract. Um, yesterday, there was all this talk of the Blue Jays and I think it was one of those they were at the finish line they were almost there and i'm and there was even like the talks where they had reserved the sushi place in in at the rogers center um there was like a a plane that they were gonna that that was taking him there there was a a random 6 p.m press conference that the blue jays have set up and you and i were texting i told you man i don't know i, I the dot it's it's I don't know. This thing has, they had to, they have to get him in or else they're going to lose him. And I think ultimately when he first came, he wanted to be a Dodger. And I think that this was the resounding decision. How, how, how what do you think of, before we get to the contracts, obviously that's a, it's a gigantic contract, yeah. gigantic number. Um, is it good? Good for the Dodgers? Bad? So going into yesterday, we'll 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 get let, let the listeners uh, get a little insight what our conversation was yesterday when we found out that the that the Toronto Blue Jays had already signed him. Mm -hmm. We both were like, "What? Wow!" Made no sense. Huh? Yeah. Like everything he was asking for didn't make sense in the deal. He was asking to be competitive. He was asking to be um, in the playoffs every year. 
uh, you sign with the team Toronto, which is they're coming up. Don't get me wrong; they're not they're not a bad team at all. But they're not the Yankees. They're not the Rays. They're not the Orioles. So now all the all all the all the teams they had to go by to get to the top, it was gonna be it's gonna it was gonna be a lot more work than just signing one guy. Yeah. So I couldn't believe it. I was like, I kept looking and I had to fire a couple of my sources because they gave me the wrong information. Um and then this morning you're like, I was doing my thing and you text me. I am usually the one that breaks it to you. Right. Because I was like, oh, you know what? It's going to be like a Sunday thing. It's probably going to be a Monday thing. And it all took it to Instagram, an Instagram post. And here we are. Otani, a Dodger. Um, it's official. Now we can, there's no speculation. Uh, the Otani camp already confirmed. Um, as a Dodger fan, I'm I'm excited. I, I really am speechless. Yeah. Like, I, I, I guess... Um, we we can never get to we can never doubt the Dodgers in these type of negotiations and these type of uh what they bring to the table, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be exciting. Uh, before even before we even talk about the contract, yeah, uh, and, and I think it one of the things that stood out to well to both of us was well at least to me and I put it on Twitter he's going to the angels of the AOEs because that's what the blue Jays are. The blue Jays yeah. are a team that have a good roster and people every year are like, Oh man, was this a year for the rate for the blue Jays? And I watch a ton of AOEs games and it just makes yeah. no sense. And so seeing him with the Dodgers, which was the move that I think everyone who follows baseball knew or was saying he's going to the Dodgers. Yeah. I remember last year when we did our our uh, spring training pods and we were ta- you were talking about how the Dodgers didn't do anything, they didn't spend money. But it was this with the idea of next year they're going to go all in on Otani. And throughout the the year we saw everybody was trying to to recruit him. Yeah. And it kind of almost felt it was a foregone conclusion until yesterday. I think yesterday was the first time where there was a little doubt of, oh man, is he really going to the Blue Jays? Uh, the Dodgers are obviously better. He's not pitching until 2025, which is... Hopefully. Right. If he even pitches again, because there's also the idea that he might... They might not want him or slash need him. But the Dodgers will get uh, Walker Bueller coming back. I don't see a world where Clayton Kershaw wears another uniform, so he's coming back. Um, the Dodgers are the Dodgers again. <laughs> there's hope. Yeah. There's, 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 there's always been hope. I, I think I just being around around baseball for, for a while and following, and I, I think you would agree too. I think yesterday's tactic was just more of a of a negotiation tactic that right. it somehow got leaked out. There was a lot of information that, that was given out that we've seen it before with other contracts with other free agents that they that they leak out information so we can drive up the price. I know this Scott was Boris a was this is a Mark Teixeira did to the Red Sox. What's this? It's a Scott yeah. Boris trade, uh, not trade, but Scott Boris mo, like right? He, he, 
he puts out information and then, yeah, we get, we get the price up. And it, it, unfortunately, I, I don't, I don't know how you feel about it, but I think Scott Boras hates the Dodgers. <laughs> I, I, think, I just think he it, likes money. I don't think he hates the Dodgers. I just think he likes money. I, well, the Dodgers are always involved. I, well, Scott Boras has had nothing to do with this, this, this deal, but right. just in other deals it's overall. Um, I think he might be uh, what's the other Japanese pitcher that's that's in the free agent. I think he might be his agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might have to check me on that. Maybe. Um, but yeah, it's uh, ten years, seven hundred million dollars. Um, details have yet to be released fully, uh, but what I'm thinking. Well, there's no opt outs. A- what's came out is there's no opt outs, which is huge because usually these yeah. include an opt out. So there's no opt-outs, which tells you Otani really, really wants to be here. Yeah. Which was really, which, not that it's surprising he wants to be here, but. Well, who's going to give him $70 million a year in three years, in four years? Man. He's going to be like 35, 36, isn't it? So he's, yeah. he's 29. This contract expires when he's 39. 39. I, I like the contract. Obviously, it's it's a big one. It's a lot of money, but Otani, he hasn't been able to stay healthy as a pitcher. Yeah. But there has been no problem with him as a outfielder slash everyday player. I think it's going to be fine because he's yeah. athletic. He, he's not He's not like Aaron Judge or... Or uh, Stanton, who are like, you know, gigantic, super muscular, that they're always ripping this or twisting this. Yeah. I like the contract, ultimately, because I think you're going to have some dead money, but this isn't an Albert Pujols thing, I, I don't think. You could probably quote me. You could put it down on paper, whatever you want on this, but I see this contract going at least 25 years. What do you mean? If it may... 25 years, meaning this this money is going to be deferred out to... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is some Bobby Bonilla type of stuff. This is yeah. uh, the Bobby Bonilla type of deal. Yeah. Um, that's the only way it makes sense because there's no way the Dodgers can be competitive with $7 million every year, especially when all these younger guys are getting into their contract years. And I think he said it himself. He wants to compete every year. He wants to be in the playoffs every year. And there's no way you can take all the money and then be able to be able to sign more guys. Well, I don't said, think they're done yet. I don't think they're done yet. You think they go after the Japanese pitcher or Blake Snell? Uh, that'll be smart. I think that I think that'll be smart. Uh, I today something else broke. Uh, Roki Roki Sasaki wants to come over. Mm-hmm. So you can start opening up the imagination. The the team, dream box here, Team Japan in in LA. Team Japan in LA. It won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen. Just starting out there. Yeah, it, it will not happen. And maybe Boston. Maybe Boston might snoop in and and get one of these guys. Oh my god! And I'm gonna <laughs> and, and and watch when when it happens. I think I think they'll snoop in one of these guys. I, I think the the money's there, and I think um, it reminds me of the whole Tanaka thing. And Tanaka came over. Right, right. Yeah, I have, I have zero hope that the Red Sox are going to do anything remotely competitive. I, I just, 
Zero hope. And that deal they just picked uh, O'Neal. O'Neal is a good, like, he's a good pickup. He's he, good he's, pickup. He's good pickup for you guys. He's he's. He he's Jackie Bradley. He's his defense is below Jackie Bradley, but his bat is a little better than Jackie Bradley. This is Hunter Renfro, pretty much is who we traded for. That's what we have. So so we're 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 live. This is this is this is live. This is, yeah, this yeah. Is this raw. is just yeah. And can you pull up the lineup now, the Dodger lineup? I wanna. I I kind of have an idea of it, but if you can pull up the that most most updated lineup. Because it's gonna, it's gonna be scary. Um, it's gonna, it's I gonna mean, be very scary. I know Betts is gonna lead off. You're gonna have Freeman, um, Will Smith, Otani. Where do we go from here? Let's see. Let's see if we can. Um, Max Muncy's coming back, right? Yeah, hopefully. Um, Max Muncy, Hayward just signed. You got Altman. The only downside of this lineup is there's too many lefty bats. I think we need another another righty bat in there. Okay, here we go. According to Fox Sports, it would be Mookie, mm-hmm. Shohei, Freddie, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncy, James Altman, uh, Jason Hayward, Chris Taylor, and Gavin Lux, because Gavin Lux comes back. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. That's yeah, that that's that's uh that's a nice yeah. it's it's scary on top. I think I think there's a little bit more maintenance and it needs to be done in the in the bottom half of the lineup, but it, it's it's scary. It's a you thought it was a scary one two punch, now it's a it's a what do a triple it? Uh Triple threat. The four. Mookie, Shohei, Triple. Freddie, and Will Smith. The, the top four. I'm just I'm just talking about the guys the, the Oh yeah, the, the the first inning's gonna be just a nightmare to get through for any starting pitcher. Cause that that three man. The Dodger bandwagon is open, so if you if you want to apply, it's it's available. <laughs> I I have a hat for you, so I have a hat. I have a hat for you. Uh, no, I, I I'm I'm staying on on the Red Sox. We're a small market I'm, team. We don't have a lot of money. We we have to you know just scrape by by what we have. So and that goes for anybody out there listening to this. It, it's open. It's open for uh, how many how many angel friends how many angel friends are gonna just make the drive up the up the five. Um, I I don't know. I I, I don't know because the the Japanese market in in LA is really it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, we saw it with Hideo Nomo when he came back the second time. I uh, I I went to a few of his starts when I was younger, and yeah, I I you could tell when they just they come out they come they come out for just as a Mexican pitcher uh, pitches or or some they come out. They come out yeah. and, and, and watch. Um, what happens to the Angels now? I mean, what it's, does happen to the Angels now? It's a, it's a really sad situation that they're... Well, what do you do if you're Mike Trout? Because I... I don't know, man. I love Mike Trout, but I, I just... 
his w- unwillingness to put pressure on the Angels just reeks of a guy who doesn't care for winning. And the Angels said already they're not trading him. No. It's basically on him. Like, Trout has to demand a trade. Yeah. And how... how how do you not? You know, how do you not go out in there and say, I, I want out of here? Because Otani just made it clear he wants to win. Yeah. And God, that lineup's going to be crazy. That's going to be a, a really, really scary team. Yeah. And all the other teams that, that failed to get him are, are going to be good too. Toronto's going to be good. The Cubs are going to go figure it out. Mm-hmm. The only guys are the Angels. The Angels are the ones that are just. Yeah, the Mariners are going to be better. Clueless. Um, do you, what's what's your reserve? What what's the one thing you're nervous about this contract? Does anything scare you about it? Trevor Bauer two point I don't think he'll hit. What? I don't. I don't think. I don't think any any domestic any anything domestically would happen. Right. Just them giving him a lot of money and he just failed to perform. Mm. Him failing to perform and just because Trevor Bauer was he he was he was okay. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't the forty three million dollar pitcher that or forty five million dollar pitcher that we we thought he had. Um. That's kind of and a big contract scared me. I wanted a, a three year, three year, 210, maybe. But that, that was never going to get it done. That was not five year, seven year, five year, seven year. That was never going to get that done. Otani was going to sign for a long contract, especially after after injuring himself. There was no way he was signing a two, three year short contract, big money. Um, I think for me the the reservation that I would have, I don't have any, um, is it's one thing to play every night in Anaheim, where nobody cares, nobody watches. Now, the LA market is not East Coast, so it's not like if they lose. And Mookie Betts has talked about this. JD Martinez has talked about this. So it's not like he's going to be crushed if the Dodgers lose because that's not the market here or the or the attitude. But the people people watch the Dodgers. People pay attention to the Dodgers. This is a baseball town. Yeah. And you and I living here our entire lives know this is a Dodger town, a Laker town first, Dodger town second. The only reservation would be how he handles now pay, playing in the big stage. How he yeah, handles playing, every day. <laughs> yeah, playing on a team where people actually are watching, where there's reporters that are asking questions. Uh, you're getting pulled for interviews left and right. It's easy to Going stay to San Francisco in a in yeah, a really exactly. Cold. Yeah, so it's it's one thing to stay under the radar in Anaheim. It's a whole other beast when you're here in Los Angeles, uh, and that would be my only reservation. Can't is he going to be able to live up to the to the pressure of being arguably the best player in baseball on a loaded Dodgers team that they themselves are coming from a lot of criticism because 
every year that the Dodgers don't win makes that 2020 title fair or unfair makes that 2020 title makes people question it. Can you do it when you're playing 162 games? Can you can you make that happen? Uh, well, they could compare it to the the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta yeah. Braves organization back in the nineties when they 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 were really really good. They just won one, right? Yeah, and that's that's kind of that's kind of the uh, the monkey on their shoulder now uh, for the organization itself is just trying to get through that through, through the hump itself. Um, I think they're not done. I just don't think the Dodgers are done. Like I said earlier, I don't think they're. I think they have more. They have a couple more deals coming, maybe, maybe more than that. Uh, but like I said, they they still have to address the bottom half of the lineup or the middle to the bottom mm-hmm. half. We got a yeah. bullpen. You need a pitcher. We need pitcher pitching. Um, yeah, this is big. This is huge for for the organization. Huge for LA. Huge for for the fans. Huge for baseball. Um, huge for baseball. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna get a lot more marketing and a lot more. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna mm-hmm. be fun. Um, I wish we could. I wish the Dodgers could go play in Japan instead of Korea next year. Wow, that, nice. that would have been great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's crazy. I'm still I'm still a little in shock trying to figure it out. Yesterday was yesterday. I was just trying to figure out what what they were doing with Toronto, but I'm guessing it was a Drake curse. Um. <laughs> that's the only way that's the only way I can blame it on the Drakers the Drake there's um yeah it, it, it's it's gonna, it's still what are we we're in December December 10th December 9th 9th December 9th, 9th December 9th and we still got a whole winter to go to uh, I'm excited for the season now uh I might have to purchase an old tiny jersey Come on! What do you mean you might? You definitely a hundred percent are going to purchase you, an Otani jersey. You know my rule. You know my rule. It's long term contracts. I buy your jersey. You, Short term, I I don't. I don't know. I don't. I I, I like bets. I like my bets fifty jersey. Okay, because you can. You're gonna have an Otani jersey. Come on. Phone so number does he wear? Eighteen, seventeen. I. Who's who wears his number right now? Nobody, right? Uh, uh he. He let it go. It was Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly said he'll, he'll gladly give it up. Oh, well, of course. Yeah, he'll gladly. But like, how much? How many millions is that going to cost me? I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I'm really excited to see what happens. Can the season start already? Can we see? <laughs> can we see that? Can. We... But it, it's going to be fun to watch uh, yeah. the West. The West itself. Going to San Diego, going to San Francisco, going to all these hostile environments. Arizona, Arizona now being being Arizona, a contender. Yeah. Um, last year we didn't see him as a contender. We thought it was, they were going to be a bust. I thought they were going to be a bust. I I didn't get into the the whole World Series we were recording at that point, but I I I, I caught myself there. I got my I I caught myself slipping there by saying they were going to be a bust. They ended up going to the World Series and yeah yeah. Very very young. I did I did predict that they were gonna have that they were gonna probably eliminate the Dodgers. Uh, that's you did of, you did yeah. That everybody was looking at me like, what are you talking about? Young, hungry, hot. Been around the game too long to to know this stuff. Um. Yeah. What, what's next for uh, 
for Otani the press conference. How do you think that's gonna go? The press con I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be a circus. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be exciting. Um and I think from here, this is where everything opens up and the rest of the moves. Because everybody so was waiting you, for Otani to sign. So can you admit now that Otani is the face of baseball and the greatest player right now? Or the best player? Because you were last year, I remember. I I, I hold receipts. <laughs> I still like Trout. If we're going 162 games. No, sir. I, I like Trout. I still I the, the face of baseball. Shohei Otani Otani is the marketable face of baseball for sure. He's the face. No, no, for sure. Up. He's uh, for sure. But this to me, this is like this is like the Kobe LeBron thing. LeBron was the face of of the league. He was winning the MVPs. But if you're like, man, like I, if you're telling me, I could get peak Kobe or peak LeBron. I take, you know, like there's the people that take the Kobe camp and I take Kobe and I take, and for me, I take, I would, if you're telling me both are healthy and I get them both for a season, I'd rather have Mike Trout, but yes, as of entering this 2024 season, Otani's the number one baseball player for sure. The last MVP to ever change scenes was Barry Bonds. You mm-hmm. think he comes close to any of his numbers? He has a chance because of that lineup. I'm he's not saying the home run record. Team. The home run record no, is no. going to be yeah, yeah, for sure. The walks. The I think so doubles. because that lineup's going to he he's going to be so protected in that lineup because even if there's injuries, the Dodgers have. Not only do they have a a good farm system, but they they know what they're doing there. And yeah. with the Angels, if Mike Trout wasn't playing, he just had no protection. And that's not gonna oh, yeah. happen. That's not gonna that happen was... here with the Dodgers. So I think he he could get there and he could eclipse it. Now, if he does what he did in, in October for the Dodgers, but if he does that, like what he did for Team Japan, then yeah, I think it, it very easily he becomes the, the the guy, and then we you know we he can start entering into very hollowed ground conversation in terms of all time greats. I think Mookie Betts benefits from this deal too. Oh, Mookie yeah. Betts, pregnant. Mookie Betts coming off one of his his probably his <clears> best <throat> season. Not the season yeah. I was texting you how amazing he was. So, yeah, that it's gonna be a great regular season for the Dodgers. But the only downside is too many lefty bats in the lineup. <laughs> yeah, but they'll figure that out. They'll move some guys around. I mean, it, no, that's what I was saying. That that's the only the whole. When you <laughs> see the lineup, like uh, lefty, 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 lefty. Yeah. I need some righties. I need JD Martinez back, which he's probably not going to come back. But we need him back. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's going to be wild. So we'll see how they they. Put the team around them with all the with whatever pitchers they bring in. Um, but yeah. I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you on an honorary, honorary Dodger fan. You're gonna be a Dodger <laughs> fan. Just you don't have to be the official one. Just be honorary. We'll just have you. We'll just have you root. I mean, I do. I, I do. The Dodger. 
I probably I I I probably watch more Dodger games than 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 the average Dodger fan. So yeah, um, so you you'll get you'll get that title, and we can we can make this a, a Dodger loving podcast. So everybody can start sending this, sending their hate and oh, you guys are Dodgers, you guys are up with Dodgers. What's it's gonna be? I hope you know when we record once the baseball season comes. Uh, it's gonna be heavy Dodgers when we talk about our teams because I'm probably not gonna want to talk about the Red Sox very much because um, we're gonna suck again. We're gonna be last place in the AO East until the owner until John Henry sells the team or he remembers that he that he owns uh, one of the most profitable organizations in all of sports. So this is this might be a stupid maybe take or stupid saying, but how close is baseball to basketball in, in the world stage? Globally? Like Yeah, and the world stage. I'm I'm not gonna compare them to soccer because soccer is they're in a different planet. I mean they're probably it's probably right there, no? I I would say it's pretty equal because you know, you go to you know Mexico. It's huge in Mexico. It's huge in Cuba. Uh, you go to you know the Asian Asian countries is huge there. Uh, it started to Dubai. Catch on in Dubai. Dubai now, the six run home run. Yeah, <laughs> it's starting to catch on in different parts of Europe. Um, well, that's where we have a lot of our games this year. We have we have one in London, we have one in the Dominican Republic, we have one in Korea. I think there's yeah. like the the annual one in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it, I think they surpass. I think they surpass basketball in the world stage, not by this deal, just just by the how players are coming in and and just the, right. from the nationalities. It's not just Europe. In basketball, mainly just Europe coming. Mm-hmm. Now we have Cubans coming. We have Koreans. Oh, it's always been Koreans, Japan, right. Japanese. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I'm hoping I can get I can score some tickets to the Korean series. That's, that's my that's on my Christmas list, but mm. I doubt that's gonna happen. Yeah, it's a very it's a very ambitious Christmas Christmas yeah. wish. <laughs> um, Otani. Otani the Dodgers, ten years, seven hundred million dollar contract. Um, it's one of those wow. things we knew, we expected it, we all predicted it, but when it happens, it's still a big deal. So, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I, I need to, I I need to even at least record 10, 20 minutes just to get the yeah. reaction. Um, so so yesterday when Toronto Toronto was rumored to have signed him, the, I, I went into the Vegas the Vegas uh, live odds and they said oh, yeah. Dodgers are favorites. I was like, yeah, that makes so that made that made, it made no sense. But it was crazy. I started all of the plane. It all started yeah. with a plane. Somebody flew from Anaheim to to Toronto, yeah. and it was a, a guy from Shark Tank, no? <laughs> yeah. Like I was probably like, like well, why are people so worried about Why are so me? many people out here? <laughs> why are people following my plane? Oh, like, what did man. I do? <laughs> yeah, but um yeah, good times. This is we'll definitely do this again, but yeah. Um we'll give this a grade, what? A plus? Execution, so, getting the guy, 
just getting them in your building. What happens in 10 years? And I, I hate the people that are like, oh, well, no, he's... Albert Pujols. That's all I don't want. No, Albert Pujols. Please don't be an Albert Pujols. Yeah. Look, if the Dodgers win the next two World Series, this is worth it. He can suck forever. I, I think it's more of a, I think, I think, I think more, more of a marketing thing. I think they can get, like, there's a lot more value to the deal than, than yeah, just exactly. the on-field stuff. I, I think that's kind of where they're looking at it. And I think yeah. any team that, that was smart enough to, to place a bid, that's what they're looking at. They were looking at, oh, how, how much production is going to be? Because we know what production he brings. And yeah. It's all the external stuff that that comes along with, with, with him. Exactly. <laughs> so That's all I got to say. Damn. <laughs> I didn't believe you. He texted me and I was like, what is this guy talking about? It's 11 o'clock on Saturday. I was, do- I, was doing- I was doing homework and I saw it and I'm like, I think this is real. I'm like, I'm just going to go with it. Who, who broke it for you? Oh, well, not who exactly, but just somebody. Yeah, you know. Some, was it a Twitter? Was just it a- the tea leaves out there, you know, just you drink coffee, you hear stuff and you're like, oh. Okay. Mm. Um, because okay. I'm usually the guy that gets those, those, yeah, little, those little leaks. I guess because I wasn't paying attention, maybe. I, I don't know. I, that's kind of it's okay. Look, you, you got you, you got kids to worry about. It's okay. I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll okay. take the L on this. I'll take the L. On yeah, this let, let, let me serve you for once. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Me. I'm maybe, usually the one with the insight. And the... Maybe you could break some good, good Red Sox news to me. I'm telling you, that might happen. One of the Dodgers, such as my go-to, Boston. I I hope so. I also, I also want the Dodger, the the Red Sox to get um, what's his name? Um, Blake Snell. No, I mean, nah. no, I mean, wh- whatever. That that'd be fine. Um, the former <laughs> Dodger guy, the the outfielder, um, Kike. Now, that guy couldn't wait yeah. to get out of Boston. Uh, yeah, Bell- oh, Bellinger. Yeah. I want, I want Bellinger. I, want, I think, I think he could be good in Boston. Maybe coming to the West Coast. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Giants probably. <laughs> what are the Giants doing? The Giants are just sitting on a bunch of money. Nobody wants to take their money, huh? <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to. Nobody wants to go there. Nobody wants just, to. Because they're just like, oh, man, we have a lot of money to spend. We're going to spend all this money. Nobody wants to take their money. Two years straight. We, they they just can't catch up to the Dodgers. That's the thing. Like, we're going to go there and we're going to build. At least at least Arizona has a foundation to, like, get somewhere. Yeah. The Padres had a foundation. I, that, that's, that's been, like, the most. Uh, yeah, we got we got to do a pot on them because weird I, I think stuff is happening over there. Yeah. We could do a sixty for sixty, a thirty for thirty, yeah. a, a sixty sixty minute news. Or... Yeah, who knows what's going on over there? There's and it's so only going to get weirder. That's it. It's yeah. only going to get more weird. The uh, weirdest thing I ever saw from the Padres was that they borrowed money to pay. Yeah, play. to pay. Pl- yeah, <laughs> I was, I was like, like, I man, thought this was only in the movie. This is some Frank McCourt stuff. So, <laughs> oh yeah, hey, Frank McCourt. I forget. It's um, not a movie, then it's Frank McCourt. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's we'll 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 do one on them because that that that's a weird situation over there. But it'll be a case study. It'll be like everything, everything in the books. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, 
Harry, thank you. Thank you for joining yeah. me. Uh, congratulations. Yeah. Don't buy any I, fake Otani jerseys. Wait till the Dodgers release real ones. That's probably um, out, yeah. I'm going to get the Drake one. The Drake. <laughs> so it should be fun. Baseball is fun. Um, and the Dodgers just got the biggest fish out in the market. So we'll see how all this turns out. Um, but I'll, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to give you 20 minutes of my time. Thank you. I it appreciate was more it. Than that, but 20 minutes. Say thank you to the kids for me. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Shut up, kids. <laughs> All right. That was Harry. And um, he went to go be with his kids again. So thanks again to his kids for letting us borrow his dad for for a little bit. Um, I have some NBA stuff for you because the NBA just had probably its most exciting November slash December in, in quite some time. And 100% of that is due to the in-season tournament that brought in a lot of excitement, brought in people that normally don't tune in to the NBA because they're into the NFL. Uh, and to a lot of people, really, the NBA doesn't start till probably after after Super Bowl. Um, and this tournament brought a lot of eyeballs because, you know, a, lo- a lot of it was, what is that again? What are they playing? What, what, what is the tournament? And ultimately, I think the NBA is going to, going to continue to expand this and make this um, even bigger and the more it's played the the more significant it becomes and and the more people will like it and understand it Um, the first year of anything is always probably the toughest just because you're trying to get it off the ground and now right now it's just a the reward is a trophy and five hundred thousand dollars, and which you know it's, it's a lot of money. Um, but when you're talking about millionaires, uh, money can't be the incentive. Uh, so in the last part, I I talked about how the incentive should be just competition and 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 the competitive nature of wanting to win anything and everything. And we've seen that with the two teams that made it to the finals, with the Pacers and and Tyrese Halliburton having his coming out party. Uh, and I'm so glad for that because that, this guy is, is is amazing and he's exciting and he's super young. Um, and I'm glad that, that the most of the most people are, are finally able to see him. On the other side, you have the Lakers and you have LeBron who LeBron is, you know, like Kobe, like Magic Johnson, like Larry Bird. These guys understood the, and you know, Michael Jordan. These guys understood the brand, and they understood that they are not just basketball players, and they just don't rep. They not only represent themselves and the teams they play for, but they represent the entire league. And they know that if the league does well, they do well uh, financially. And so LeBron has been really important in selling the in-season tournament. In caring for it, in in treating it like a real thing, and so the Lakers made the the, the finals with versus, and they're going to play the Pacers. So by the time you hear this, uh, the game would have already uh, been played, and we would have crowned a first ever in season tournament. But um, 
so that's been a lot of fun. It, those th- those games were a lot of fun, except for the the Lakers Pelicans one, where the Lakers won by forty. That that wasn't as exciting. But uh, besides that, uh, the Pacers run to to get to the the finals it was was really good, um, and hopefully it's a good game. Um, the first thing I, I want to get into is, I think it might be time for the Pelicans to trade Zion. Now, the problem with that is I don't know what they could get for Zion. I don't know if the market is in a place where any team would give anything of value for Zion. But I think it's, it's at least in, in New Orleans, is over. And I get it. You, you never want to be the GM that traded away the superstar. And it's why a lot of, a lot of trades ultimately don't get made because you don't want to be the guy that did it um kind bloom for example the 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 gm of the red sox or the former gm of the red sox will forever be known as the guy who traded mookie and whether it's fair or unfair but that's that he's he's the guy that traded him and it'll always be on him and david griffin if you know because there's a possibility there's a world where zion goes somewhere else he gets around different veterans they get it they get into his head and he starts taking basketball serious he starts to get on a diet and he gets in great shape and all of a sudden we get super athletic dominant zion like we did like like we saw like three years ago and obviously you don't want to be the guy that gave up on zion but i think it might be time for the sake of the future of the pelicans because at this point, that can't be the reason why you don't trade him. He, there's a, there's the, you know, the the clip that I think everybody saw on social media now, um, where the the camera angles is following him dribble the ball up in the Laker game, and he's huge, huge. Like you would think he he should be lining up next to Cam Jordan on the on the Saints, um, but he's huge, and. I don't know if it's just a matter of he's not disciplined enough. I don't know if it's a um, he's been so good and he's so athletic that he thinks even if I am, you know, over 300 pounds, I'm still athletic enough than most guys. And maybe that's what it is. But, man, he's wasting wonderful, a wonderful and a special ability and he's wasting it because he refuses to be a professional. Uh, there was a a press conference that Ingram and and Zion did, and a lot of these guys have have been asked, "What are you going to do with the money if you win?" D'Angelo Russell said he was going to. Um, he was talking about you know he's going to pay. For, that's how he's going to pay for his vacation um, during the All Star break and after the season. Um, Giannis said that he was gonna gamble it all away if he won. He wasn't gonna, he was gonna win it. You know, if he won it Saturday, by Sunday morning it would have been all gone. Um, and then you have Alvarado from the Pelicans who said he would, he was gonna give it to his daughter. So everybody has had different answers. But when they asked Brandon Ingram and Zion about that, they made a reference like they were gonna go and 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 spend it at the at the gentleman's club and i think that's alarming for for the two guys that are that are leading your team who have never won anything 
for them to be speaking in that way because it, it just shows where the attention is. That, that there was a report that came out the game that the day of the Laker game uh, versus the Pelicans, and Zion. They were saying that Zion had like the the eye crust, the the lagañas in his eyes still uh, as the game was gonna start. That it just gets you thinking, like, man, like, do, do you not take this serious, man? Do, do you not understand um, just the position you're in? Because he, the, the Pelicans made a huge investment in him. And they gave him that big old contract. And he has not paid it back. He has not, he has not produced to the value of that contract. And I think that's why it's time. I think it's time that they seek offers. Now, there is... Reports circling that he, they tried to do that last year and there was no takers. Um, and I can't imagine they have any serious takers at this moment. Um, but if you're another team, I wonder if you, you know, you probably take the risk. Um, but if you're the Pelicans, you, 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 I mean, you're trying to, you're trying to get big time. <laughs> you're trying to get a big offer back. I just don't think it's going to be there. Um, because we're not sure if Zion cares about basketball, and, and that's and that's the truth. Uh, we just we just we just don't know. Uh, but for the in-season tournament, the you know the, eventually that there should be a real reward, whether it's um, seeding or a, a, a you know a shoe into the playoffs. You win this, and you kind of get in automatically. You're one of the eight seeds, um, or something like that. Second thing I wanted to highlight, um, this has been a, a, a fairly good rookie class. Obviously, we have Wembayama, who's who's really good. He's on a Spurs team that loses a hell of a lot of games. We have uh, Popovich, who's, who's now uh, super soft and doesn't like his home crowd booing um, opposing players, uh, Kawhi Leonard specifically. And they're 3-18. and 18. They've lost 16 straight. Uh, but Wemby, there's flashes that he's going to be incredible. They're, they're still trying to do the the weird uh, point guard thing, and, and, it, and I don't understand it. Um, I guess it's for the development of Jeremy so Sohan, um, but it makes no sense. They need to go and trade for a real point guard um, to really unleash Victor Wembayama. Um, but he's been good. And uh, But the guy I want to talk about is Jaime Hakes. He plays for the Heat, and the Heat did it again. They drafted another, <laughs> another good player, and he is. I can't believe how important he is to the to the to the Heat. He's important to their system because he's super smart. He knows how to move without the ball. He's a good. Um, he's just smart. He knows how to get to to different spacing on the floor, um, and he he's a playmaker. And he gives them an element that they didn't have before where. He's a real playmaker at that position, um, where last year they, you know, it was only Jimmy Butler, um, but now they have another guy who's able to spread the floor, and, and so I, I like him. I, I like the I like the the, the draft there, and um, I like the the, the possibilities because I think you know in the in the East, the Celtics when they're healthy, and I think that's the biggest thing when they're healthy because they have Porzingis who is never healthy. The Celtics are the best team in the East, and you could probably make an argument that they're the best team in basketball when they're healthy. The problem is we don't know and we don't, I think, believe that Brzingis is going to be healthy for that um, for that long. 
the Bucks have their problems defensively where they can't guard anybody. Um, the Heat are right there, man. The Heat are, you know, where everything settles and, you know, Philly has had their problems in the playoffs because that, that's, you know, what we're talking about here. Um, it's December, but we're really eyeing these guys who who can make it to the finals. And the Heat are right there, and, and Jaime Hawkins, um makes them better than they were a year ago. And you know they're going to be in conversations to be um, – to make a trade for somebody because they're always in the mix. Um, the Washington Wizards have been a disaster for a lot of years. So that's not that's not a surprise. I'm not I'm not breaking new ground. I'm not saying anything you don't already know. But the Washington Wizards are three and eighteen. They traded for Jordan Poole over the over the summer. Uh, they traded away uh, in that trade. It was Chris Paul. Now we knew Chris Paul was probably never going to suit up for the for the Wizards, but God, what a disaster it is with Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is probably the worst guy that I've ever seen be the lead guy of a team. Um, Because it's like he didn't learn anything playing with the Warriors. He didn't learn about leadership. Now, granted, he got punched in the face and so whatever lessons you would have taken from a team like that probably go out the window when the leader of that team punches you in the face you probably um don't really take much from uh the learning perspective from the leadership perspective but god that team's a disaster with Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole Kyle Kuzma last year his stock was high because Kyle Kuzma you looked at him you're like man this guy this guy's good and a good team and a serviceable team, he's able to to produce winning moments. Um, and this year, he he you know he just by association, um, he's not talked about nearly enough uh, as he was last year um, because the Wizards are are awful to watch. Um, they need veteran players for there, and this is why veteran players matter. Veteran players matter because. They get these guys in line, and they teach these guys about professionalism. They teach these guys how to win, and they teach them that it's about a team. And, yeah, you might have a ring, and you might feel like you are the guy, and, and, and that's probably what, what's going on. You know, you'd probably walk around the arena, and you see your face all over the place, and whenever there's interviews, you're the guy that they want to interview. But, man... There, there's, there has to be a, a veteran there. They need to get some vets in there to really guide that locker room, um, because, yeah, that's 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 not, that's not working out. Um, we are approaching the midway part of December, and as we approach the midway part of December, um, the contracts that were signed over the summer become open to trade. And that's important because this is where the NBA becomes super dramatic because a lot of trades get made on social media, on Twitter. A lot of rumors get made. You get uh, different people that go on different platforms and say this is happening for sure. And, you know, at this point we are conditioned to only believe Shams and and Woj. And that's it. Um, And so... Keep an eye out for that because we're as, we're gonna start seeing an increase in trade um, 
in trade talk as all these contracts become open to be moved. Um, guys like Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, um, three guys from Chicago. Uh, the Bulls said this week that they don't really want to move from Alex Caruso, which makes sense. Um, the problem is you probably would get more for Alex Caruso than you would Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan just because the contenders see Alex Caruso as a winning player. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't know who trades for Zach Levine. I just don't know which team says, yeah, sign me up for for him. Uh, I, I see DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso getting traded before Zach Levine. Um, a team to watch also is Golden State. Golden State has to do something. They have been playing not that great over the last few weeks or so they are 10 and 12 as as we currently have it they lose in overtime yesterday to the thunder in a game that quite frankly they should have won there's no reason why they lost they they should have lost that game they gave up a big lead versus the clippers and they lost to the clippers uh last saturday so things are not looking so great for them um they get the Suns on Tuesday, the Clippers on Thursday, and, and so you know more tough games ahead of them. But um, they need to break. Uh, now again, I don't know what you're gonna get for Clay Thompson, but Clay Thompson can't be. It's not Clay Thompson anymore. One, two. Draymond Green um, is not Draymond Green anymore. And they've, you know, saddled their, they, they've tied themselves to these guys. And I get it. They won you four rings. Last, on the last part, I said Steph Curry had five rings. So I, I'm correcting myself. I, he has four rings. And they're tied to these guys. And it makes sense. I, you get it. But, God, you have Steph Curry. You you have, and he's still Steph Curry. And you have to make a trade to, uh, to extend his window to help him win a championship. Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter said that they should trade Steph Curry <laughs> to help Steph Curry out. They should trade Steph Curry. Um, OKC. OKC. Now, I don't know if OKC will actually do it, but OKC has like a million first-round picks. And um, they should be a team that's more interested in moving up um, and getting an ex- and getting closer. Chet Holmgren, another good rookie this year. Um, I know he got drafted last year, but this is his first year playing. Chet Holmgren has been really good. He said before the the draft that he was who was it asked him who's the best player in the league, and he said me in two weeks. He's really good. Now he's not the best player in the league, but God, he's really good. In the in the and the Thunder did it again. They got another good player in the draft, um, and the Josh Giddy situation. Still isn't resolved, so you know I'm not gonna really comment on it. It's it's still a weird story. It's a problematic story. Um, but we'll wait till the facts come out. That's what we'll do here. Um, and the late, the Seventy Sixers. Now Seventy Sixers are in a really good position. I can't believe they won the Harden trade. I was not expecting that. Uh, Daryl Morey has won the Harden trade every single time he's traded for him. When he traded for him. Um, when he was in the Rockets and he traded for him to bring him to the Rockets from OKC, he won that trade. When he traded him to the Nets, he won that trade. When he traded 
Ben Simmons to get James Harden. He won that trade. And when he traded James Harden from the Sixers to the Clippers, he won that trade. He just he just wins with James Harden. Um, but they're a team to look at because they have you know movable contracts now with the guys they got from the Clippers, and they should probably go out and get um, another defender, another wing, um, another shooter. Uh, so that's a team to look out. And the Lakers because the Lakers are always in these talks now. The t- the guy that was connected to them throughout the season was um, Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving has been linked to the he's been linked to the Lakers for I mean three years now and so Kyrie Irving yesterday got hurt one of his one of his teammates fell on him and we don't know we don't know what's what's happening we don't know what his uh what the timeline is for him to return um but it 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 doesn't it do, it doesn't seem to have been as bad it looked bad but um you know when Dwight Powell fell on Kyrie Irving it looked like oh man here we go um but they're saying that it's just a bruise it's super painful, but it's just the bruise. So, um, obviously, the timetable with the bruise, who knows? It's you know more so about toler- pain tolerance than anything else. So that's something to look at. But the Lakers will most definitely be uh, in conversations with somebody to to trade to trade away a player. Um, Memphis, Memphis is six and five. Memphis is um, slowly slowly kind of getting back to it John Morant returns or is open to returning December 19th that's when his window opens that's the day he's available to return his suspension ends that day the Grizzlies are at the Pelicans that day now chances are that he's returning to the team um, Thursday December 21st versus the Pacers it's a home game. He'll probably want to return at home, um, just for the you know to feel to to feel more comfortable. Um, but I'm assuming he should be ready to go December 19th. Um, you would think that he's been in getting in shape, getting ready, um, and he's probably ramping it up. As of now, as we currently stand, this is where we're at with the Grizzlies. They're six and fifteen. By the time John jo Morant comes back, that's three more. That's three. Let's assume he comes back versus the Pacers. They play the Rockets on Friday. No, they play the the Mavericks on Monday. They play at the Rockets on Wednesday. They play. They host the Rockets on Friday, and they play at the Thunder on Monday. So they could be. Um, Anywhere from, say, you know, it's four games. So say even if they go two and two, they're you're looking at eight and seventeen. Eight and seventeen is not great, but it's not completely terrible. Um, but they could also be, you know, they you know they rattled you know ten straight. You know, Mavericks without Kyrie are a little easier to beat. You know, maybe we can get the Thunder. You know, the Rockets have have struggled as of late. Say they win four straight, and all of a sudden you're at ten and fifteen, 
And again, that's not awesome, but it's not terrible. John Morant comes back, and now you're able to make a little bit of a run. Now, the teams that are in front of them, the Jazz are 7-15. The Warriors are 10-12. and 12, and Then you get the Pelicans at 12-11. and 11, Clippers at 11-10. The Rockets at 10-9. and 9. You're not, they're not that far off. So it, it, it's not crazy to think the Jaw comes back and they go on a big run. They, you know, go on a winning streak and all of a sudden um, they're creeping up the, the standing. So keep an eye out for that as John Morant comes back and hopefully stays out of trouble because um, he's a really exciting player. Um, that's it. That's the NBA. That's where we're at. This is some soccer. Man City, is, we started the English Premier. Man City has has struggled. Love to, see, I hate, I, I I love to see this. They've struggled. They're one one in three in their last five. They play tomorrow, and Man City, you know, they they, they host Luton Town tomorrow. Uh, they'll probably beat Luton Town, um, and that's one of these games. Where it's a get right game. Then on Wednesday they have um, Servina. Uh, Zvezda on the in the Champions League, which that game for them will mean nothing because they they have a, they have already clinched. And then on Saturday, they, next Saturday they have a Crystal Palace. So, um, plenty of games for them to get right. Uh, by the time they get to to um, to January, because this this ends, well, I guess December twenty seventh, because after. After Saturday, then they go into the the Club World Cup. Um, but they, you know, this is one of those things where it's just a lack of execution. You know, the, the, there's just the, the dropping of intensity that you get from a Man City team, which was honestly expected. This team won the treble last year. And so there was no way they were going to come in with the same intensity, with the same desire, with the same passion. There was just no way. That was going to happen. So um, we kind of saw it. We kind of saw this coming. Um, and we have uh, Everton. They're having the season from hell. Uh, Everton, we thought, man, like one of these years, they're, they're finally going to figure it out. Liverpool struggled last year. And, you know, the, the thought was probably like, okay, Everton, this is the chance. This is the chance to to overpass Liverpool. But Liverpool is Liverpool again. Um and they kind of went through what Man City is going through this year. You know, you win a lot. The hunger kind of goes away. You drop the intensity. You don't execute as well. And uh, you kind of have a bad season. And Liverpool now, they're in first place. They won today. They beat um, Crystal Palace 2-1. And uh, they're first place. So, you know, it, these things change quite a lot. McTominay, you know, in this last game, he... Not today. Today he did nothing. <laughs> um, but the game on, on you know, the, during the weekday, he had two goals. He had a brace. And uh, he's uh, he's in really good form. You know, he's playing really well. Um, and so against Chelsea on Wednesday, he had he had the two goals that, that, that kind of helped Manchester United win. Um, but God, Ben is in is in a really bad place. Um, now, you're going to look at the stats, and you're going to look at the standings, 
And you're going to say, man, what, what is this guy talking about? You know, for all the crap that, you know, all the complaining that Manchester United fans do, they're sixth place, they're 27th. They lost today to, to Bournemouth, uh, 3-0 at home. Embarrassing. But you say, man, they're right there. They're right there, 27. They're tied with Tottenham. They're, you know, three points away from Man City at number four. They're right there. And the problem is this. The problem is is if you just look at the stats, you say, okay, yeah, they're right there. But the problem is this team is very inconsistent. This team does not play to the level that you need to, to be consistently competing in Europe, in the in the top Europe competitions. They, they're not consistent enough. And it's why all the Ten Hag boys don't understand that. And, and they think it's just this attack on Ten Hag and, and we, we don't want Ten Hag to succeed. We are, you know, I, I'm a Manchester United fan first. So I, I would, I want Ten Hag to succeed. I want Ten Hag to work. I want this to be the the return of Manchester United to its glory years. I want that to happen. But when it's not happening, we have to be willing to 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 address it. And this isn't working. You can't beat Chelsea 2-1 on Wednesday and show up at home and lose 3-0 to Bournemouth with no intensity, with no passion. You just you just can't have that. And that's on the coach. That's it has to be on the coach because this coach has told us over and over again that's been the players. And he has his players in there. He has the guys he wants. And I just, I just, I, I, I just, I have no words. I have no words. Um, the investment for new in Newcastle, they got a new owner. They got a lot of money, Saudi money. Uh, it's working. They're good. They find themselves seventh place. They win tomorrow. Um, and they jump all the way to fifth if uh, Tottenham loses or draws. So. Uh, Man United need Tottenham to lose and Man City to lose and Newcastle to lose and Brighton to lose and West Ham to lose for all of this to, to, to look okay so that the, the Ten Hag boys can, can look and tell us, oh, you see, all they're complaining, we're still sixth place. Um, I just uh, I don't understand. Liverpool. Liverpool have, have made their way back. They... We're in awful position last year, but now they're in a way better spot this year. First place, they won today. Arsenal lost, so Liverpool up thirty with thirty seven points. Arsenal at thirty six, and, and that's what happens. You win a lot, you don't. You're not as hungry. You lose, you get hungry. Uh, and Liverpool still needs. They, they need to go out there and get themselves a, another center back, which they probably will um, come January when the transfer window opens. So that's going to be crazy. Um, another thing that you know we have to take a look at is what is going to happen to Sancho. Ten Hag is still waiting for the apology to get ta- Sancho in. Uh, the report came out this week that Sancho wants to stay in Man United. We'll see how true that is. Um, he's open to going back to Dortmund. Uh, now, to get Sancho, it's probably going to be expensive. But man, if it, I wish a, 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 you know, a team like, you know, Real Madrid, uh, even though they they don't need another midfielder, um, but I wish you know, 
someone like Bayern, someone, you know, a team like that would take on Sancho and just allow Sancho to cook, man. Because Sancho's good. Uh, he's just found himself in a terrible situation uh, with Manchester United. Um, I wonder if Chelsea's going to keep selling players because I know Pochettino's doing a hard reset. So I wonder what's going to happen there once January comes in. Um, but yeah, th- that's, this is where we're at. Arsenal number one. No, Liverpool one. Arsenal two. Aston Villa three. Man City four. That's the Champions League. Europa League. Tottenham and, and everybody else is, is after them. Um, Man United. Man United need to be more... Um, they need to be more consistent. Let's go to La Liga. Um, the Lewandowski signing for Barcelona didn't work out. They are um, reported uh, they're looking to get rid of him because uh, he's not producing at the level that they thought he was going to produce. His inability to conquer Spain, um, I was texting this to, to, to the guys, uh, shout out to los to los uh, amargados. Um, Slatan. I have him higher on my list than than I do uh, than I do Lewandowski. But for Barca Barca's sake, until he until they get rid of him, uh, they need to get him scoring again. Joe Felix, he's uh, came out strong. He he loves being in Barcelona. He's made that very clear. Uh, he said that. You know, ask if you ask all the uh, Atleti players, uh, they would all say that they would rather play uh, Barcelona style. Now, you can look at that and say he's attacking Atletico uh, Madrid, but he's not. He's attacking Simeone, and this is a Simeone versus Jao Felix feud, which isn't going to get better. It isn't going to get nicer. Um. Atletico has made it very clear that they're not interested in really selling the player to Barcelona. It's on a loan, and the loan ends in uh, June. Uh, Joao Felix has a contract till 2029 with Atletico. So that situation is only going to get more weird as June approaches. So keep an eye out for that. But Joao Felix, very happy in Barcelona. Um, not very happy with the idea that he's going to go back to um Atletico in in June. Rodrigo, Barca, you know Real Madrid have a lot of stars. They have a lot of young stars, and we can sing the praises of Jude, obviously, Vinny. We can get excited for Brahim Diaz, who who's who's been really good in his return. Um, Federico's amazing. Camavinga, when he's playing, he's he's one of the top guys and. Chulomeni. So, you know, exciting players throughout this roster, young players. I think the the, 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 the golden boy is probably going to be Rodrigo. Rodrigo's spectacular, man, and that all he does is produce, produce, produce. And I just can't wait for to see how he continues to develop and grow because he's just as consistent as they come. He... he May not have the flash of Vinny and, and, you know, Jude is, you know, just, ex- you know, he's just like the executioner. Eduardo Camavinga is is just steady. Federico is just, you know, 
vicious and and steady. Chuan Chuameni is is just you know he's a, he's a, he's a dog. You know he he gets after it in the midfield and but Rodrigo is just cool and he and he produces and he never blinks and he never gets scared and there's never a moment too big for him. Um, so I just like the way he plays. I like the style he brings to the to the team. And and, and Real Madrid need a player like um, Rodrigo on that roster. Um, Real Madrid, you know, drew today. They 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 played against Real Betis and they split points. So as of now, Saturday afternoon, Real Madrid up thirty nine. Girona play Barcelona, which is going to be a really good game tomorrow. Uh, if Girona win, they go up to 41. They take first place. So uh, the, a game to be on the lookout for because it, it should be a good one. Um, but rounding up, uh, this is obviously before other games get played. Atletico are still two games behind everybody else. So they could either be at 31, at 34, you know. At thirty, you know, three, or they win, you know, the two. That's six points. That takes them up to thirty-seven. So, Atletico still kind of they have a two, two, one makeup game, two makeup games actually. And so, as of now, we have Real Madrid thirty-nine points, Girona thirty-eight, Barcelona and Atletico rounds up the Champions League. You get Real Sociedad. The Europa League and Athletic Club, um, they are at, uh, they are right now the the Europa Conference, uh, with Real Betis and Las Palmas, all right there in the, in the mix for that Champions League. Champions League returns this week, Tuesday and Tuesday and um, and uh, and Wednesday, and so the thing, you know. The, there's gonna be a lot of movement, and so this is this is what you have to this is what this is what we're gonna be looking out for. Um, Tuesday games. Tuesday, the biggest game. United Manchester United versus Bayern. United have to win, have to they have to be Bayern at home. Bayern's already in advance. Bayern doesn't matter if they win or lose, tie doesn't matter. They're first place. They're going to make it there. Um, but Manchester United have to win. They have to be Bayard. And they have to hope that Copenhagen and Galatasaray, they have to hope that they tie. Because if they draw, then um, they advance. Some One way or another, they advance. Um and I want them to advance because I like Manchester United. And all the Ten Hag boys will be excited if uh, <laughs> if that happens. Uh, but on the other side, Copenhagen and Galatasaray, they, they have to win. So if they win, uh, the team with the better goal difference advances. Um, if they draw, I mean, the team with the better goal difference advances and the other one goes to the Europa League. Um, so it should be... Those two games right there, the important games of of Tuesday, uh, because they they need to they need to advance uh, one of them, and then we have in Group B, 
Arsenal's advanced. Arsenal doesn't matter what they do. They're going to be first place. Um, now, PSV, they find themselves um, in a situation where they they have to win. They have to... If they win, then they, if they win or draw versus uh, Arsenal, then they advance. They... That's all they need. They need a draw. They need a win, and they they move forward. Now, Lens needs. They need a lot. They need to beat Sevilla, and they need to hope that Arsenal beats PSV, and they need to make up a goal difference of four, because they're ne- you know PSV negative two, Lens is negative six. So they got to make up four goal difference to to be able to advance. Um, in Group C, Real Madrid is advanced. They you know, doesn't matter. Now, Napoli, they play Napoli. Napoli need a, a draw. They get a draw. They advance or win versus Real Madrid. Or they need uh, Braga to, to lose or draw. They advance. Now, if Napoli loses and Braga win, uh, Braga need to make up a, a goal difference of uh, of three goals. So, we'll see how that, that turns out. In Group D, in Group D we have... Real Sociedad and Inter, they're both in. This this group is pretty straightforward. Um, winner, the team with the most uh, with with the most um, points advances. They play each other, so the winner gets the first spot. Now, if they tie, they'll probably go to Real Sociedad um, because of goal difference. Because if they tie, then same points. And Real Sociedad is has two goals on on Inter, so that's one thing to to look forward to. Group D, pretty straightforward. Group E, well, we're adding group Group E. Group E, um, Atletico's in, and Lazio's in, uh, and really what they're playing for now um, is who's going to end up first in in that group. Versus Lazio and Atletico. Uh, if Lazio beat Atletico, then they get first place. Um, anything be besides that, uh, Atletico will will get first place in the group. Group F. Group F. Dortmund is in. PSG could still be out. Now, PSG got lucky because they made up a a, a phony. A phony penalty. They thought Messi was still there. They they gave him a penalty, um, and that's why they're really still alive because Newcastle got screwed. They should have seven points right now, and PSG should have uh, five. So it should really be flipped. But PSG has seven, and Newcastle and Milan have five. And the way this is gonna work out, Milan and Newcastle play each other. Both teams need a win. Now, they also need Dortmund to beat PSG. If Dortmund beats PSG, the winner of Newcastle-Milan or Milan, the winner of that t- of game, advances to the next round. So, something to look at. If uh, Now, if PSG and Dortmund draw, Newcastle has... Uh, they, they would have to win by three goals. Because by one, two goals. Because that's the goal difference. The goal difference is 
one to zero. So they got to win two. They got to win by two. Milan, on the other hand, they would have to win um, by five because they're at negative four and PSG is at one. So they would need um, actually six. They would need six. So that's that's what we're adding in group, uh, group F. Group G, Man City in. They don't need it. They're in. And uh, RB Le- Leipzig, they're in. Now, they're this in this group, they're fighting for Young Boys and Serene Vezda. They're fighting for fourth place. Um, Vena would have to beat Man City. Tall Tale, Tall Task. I don't think it's happening. I think Young Boys is getting that third spot. And finally, Group H. Barcelona at 12th. Porto at 9, Shakhtar Donetsk at 9. Now, Barcelona have to win. They win, they're in, first first place, no problem. And they play Antwerp. Antwerp has in, they have, they, they've played five games, they've lost five games. So chances are they're getting in. Now, Porto plays Shakhtar Donetsk. And... Um, the winner of that matchup is advancing. So that's Porto and Shakhtar Donetsk is the matchup to watch along with Newcastle Milan and Dortmund PSG on Wednesday. And on Tuesday, we're going to keep our eye out on Copenhagen, Galatasaray, Manchester United, Bayern, um, and really, that that's really it. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at with the Champions League. Returns Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And uh, we'll have a complete uh, reaction to everything that went on and uh, the draw. So that's your day of sports. That's where we're at. Otani signed. Harry and I covered that at the top of the pod. Um, Regis and Haney fight tonight. So we'll see what that, how that one turned out. For the preview of that, you can listen to David and I talk about it um, in in the previous pod that we did. And, um, yeah, that's where we're at. So, thank you so much for listening. This has been German, the Arza Podcast. Thank you to Harry. Thank you to Angel for the music. Uh, thank you for you for listening. So, I'll talk to you later. Until next time. Enjoy week 14 of the NFL. And uh, Micah, Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons has been talking a lot of crap. Uh, and I'll end the pod with this. Michael Parsons has w- w- had his pod, and he was saying that he, he could throw the ball to Debo, and he could throw the ball to Tyreek Hill, uh, pretty much minimizing what what uh, Tua and Purdy have done. And he needs to shut up because he the 49ers hung 42 on him. And he was invisible in that game. Um, and it's, you know, everyone thinks they can do it until it's time for them to do it. So, uh, Michael Parsons stayed hating. Uh, the team is, is front runners. And, uh, but I hope you guys beat the Eagles because he was a member of first team. So, enjoy week 14. Enjoy all the sports. Enjoy everything. Sunday tomorrow, go to church. I'll talk to you later.